0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi nugia Dean. Today is Wednesday, May 4th. Coming up, a local law professor on a leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court regarding abortion rights. But first, some headlines on how that draft could affect abortion in Kansas and Missouri. Jason Rosenbaum reports, if the court decides to overturn Roe v. Wade, that could mean the end of most abortions in Missouri.
2: Politico obtained a draft that would overturn previous decisions enshrining the right to an abortion. That would allow states to decide whether abortion is legal, and Missouri lawmakers passed a law in 2019 that would ban abortion except in the case of medical emergencies. That measure is currently being litigated in court. In the meantime, Republicans like U.S. Senator Josh Hawley praised Justice Samuel Alito's draft as, quote, "...a heck of an opinion." But Democratic Senate contenders like Lucas Kuntz and Trudy Bush Valentine called for Congress to codify the right to an abortion in federal law, signaling the court's next move could be a major issue in the midterm elections.
1: In August, Kansans will vote on a constitutional amendment that could protect abortion in the state. Blaise Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports. Anti-abortion groups are focusing on the upcoming vote in Kansas. The state's constitution guarantees access to abortion, and that means it would remain legal even if federal protections leave. Abortion protections would vanish at the state level if the amendment is approved. That would not immediately make abortions illegal, but the state legislature could approve stricter laws. Legislation banning abortions has already been introduced. Danielle Underwood with Kansans for Life says the state doesn't do enough to regulate abortion providers. If Kansans want to stop this, they must vote yes on value them both. Abortion providers have long denied that sentiment and say abortion is a critical health care service people need. Meanwhile, abortion providers in Kansas are pledging to stay open. Rebecca Tong is co-director of Trust Women, which operates clinics in Wichita and Oklahoma City.
2: We've known for a long time that Roe v. Wade was going to fall and that quite honestly nothing had to happen to Roe v. Wade for things to be as bad as they are in our region.
1: Trust Women Clinics have experienced a surge in visits from out-of-state women seeking abortion services. Many are from Texas, which last fall outlawed abortion in most cases after six weeks of pregnancy. In non-abortion-related news, two Kansas City Council members are trying to save historic buildings located at 31st Street and Main Street from demolition. KCUR's Salisa Kolakal has more. Fourth District Council members Eric Bunge and Catherine Shields recently filed an application requesting historic landmark status for the buildings, one of which dates to 1888. Their action was in response to the property owner's plan to demolish the structures. The application puts a temporary hold on that plan. Kevin Klinkenberg of Midtown KC Now says there aren't a lot of historic buildings left on Main Street.
2: There's just been an interest generally in all up and down the corridor about preserving and hopefully adapting what we do have left.
1: The application will be reviewed by the Historic Preservation Commission and requires final city council approval. And volunteers filled Andover Methodist Church yesterday to help clean up after an EF3 tornado hit the town last Friday. Daniel Cottle reports from Wichita.
0: Organizers say hundreds of people had been in line at the church, awaiting work orders since early morning. Some came as groups, like churches and McConnell Air Force Base, while others showed up simply as neighbors looking to help. Much of the work was focused at Andover Central Park, where debris from damaged trees and buildings was spread about. Others were sent to help residents whose homes were damaged or destroyed in the storm. The Reverend Holly Tapley is a Disaster Response Coordinator for the Great Plains United Methodist Conference. She's helping organize volunteer efforts in Andover.
2: You know, we're working around weather this week, which is not helping at all. Um, So today is really the first time we could even get
1: volunteers out.
0: Tapley says work will be put on pause later in the week due to the threat of rain.
1: A leaked draft of a majority opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court suggests the court is on the brink of overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade abortion decision that stood for nearly 50 years. But is this opinion likely the court's final word on what it'll say about Roe? Or can we expect changes before the court's ruling is finally released? On Up to Date, KCUR's Steve Kraske asked David Ochtenberg, a professor at the law school at the University of Missouri-Kansas City, Here's an excerpt of their conversation.
0: How unusual is it for a draft opinion of a major ruling like this to leak to the media ahead of the actual ruling? Because I've never seen anything quite like this before. It's never
2: happened. This is this is the first time in history. Quite some time ago, there was a leak of the result of an opinion, which led to a lot of uproar in the court. There's never been anything where a draft opinion has been leaked
0: what are the ramifications of this thing leaking what does this mean for the for the court for the way the justices get along with each other any sense of that yet david
2: hard to say other than there will be an increase in security i'm sure and there will be an investigation and i expect that if they find out who leaked it that person will be fired
0: who would have the motivation to release something like this
2: I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's hard it, to say.
0: Eh? Yeah, it,
2: it, it makes no sense for uh, the presumed dissenters to release it. Uh, it makes no, I, I, I don't understand what the motivation would be.
0: What stage was this draft in? Politico, which obtained the draft and released it, indicated that this opinion was being circulated to the other justices in early February. Can you tell us, give some sense of where this was in the process?
2: The case was argued in, I think, December 21st. That Friday, the justices would have met in their private conference and taken a preliminary vote and a very brief preliminary discussion. Uh, the senior justice in the majority would then assign the opinion. And it looks like the senior justice was probably Justice Thomas or Justice Alito. I assume it was Justice Thomas. And he chose to assign it to Justice Alito. It, it can't be Justice Roberts because everybody is virtually certain that if Roberts were writing the opinion, he would have uh, w- written it himself. Hmm. Then Justice Alito starts to draft the opinion with the help of his clerks. I mean, his clerks are going to be very involved. Uh, at this point, there's almost no discussion between the justices. There sometimes is discussion between the clerks sort of acting like ambassadors from the, uh, from, from the judges about language. But Justice Alito's clerks uh, would draft the opinion. Uh, Justice Alito would review it, uh, revise it, etc. And then what this appears to be, and it, this looks exactly the way it should look, um, this is the very first draft, and it has been circulated. You'll notice that it starts Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court, It gives no indication of anyone joining it, which means that this is before anyone has agreed to join. The justices get their copy, and if they want to join, they'll simply send a, what's called a join memo, which oddly says, join me, which means I join in his opinion, or they'll send back memos, or the clerks will discuss with Alito's clerks changes that... uh, a joining justice may want in the opinion, things that bother the justice or things that uh, he or she thinks ought to be changed.
0: So, David, would uh, what political release suggests that this uh, uh, opinion that was uh, obtained by Politico was what Alito had written before the other justices had chimed in?
2: If this is what it appears to be, that's absolutely right. This is the very first draft. Other justices may suggest an, a number of different, uh, different changes.
0: You know, justices often revise these drafts as it goes through the process. That's been reported widely here in the wake of this leak. So would you expect this draft to be close to what we would finally see when the opinion is released? Or would you expect substantial changes? And could it change dramatically?
2: You know, I've seen opinions where the first draft is joined by all the majority and it goes through. But I can't imagine that will happen here. Uh, I think the changes will be relatively minor. I assume Justice Alito and his clerks have discussed this with the other justices uh, and that they are basically on board with the overall approach. Well, it it is a particular approach which uh, Justice Thomas has uh, indicated in the past and other justices have indicated that they may may share. There may be, you know, I I could imagine uh, uh, that some of the justices might uh, suggest some changes, for example, maybe dropping the language, uh, saying that uh, Roe was egregiously wrong. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, they may all uh, completely approve of that language. Uh, But, uh, no, I expect there would be at least some changes. It would be very surprising if there weren't. Uh, But in substance, this is likely to be uh, the substance and the tone of the of the final opinion.
0: When is the court expected to release this opinion, David?
2: Ordinarily, you'd expect this to be released on the last day of the term. That's what usually happens with uh, very big opinions, if only because it gives every chance for someone to make a last minute change. Could be released earlier. I don't know how the release of the draft may affect when it's released.
0: Yeah. Just a couple final points here. This would not be the first time that the court overturned a long-standing precedent like this one. Is that accurate, David, because that's what this opinion says?
2: Well, certainly opinions are overruled. Plessy versus Ferguson was overruled. Uh, there you go. The case banning uh, same, you know, permitting criminal prosecution for same-sex relationships were overturned. It's not unheard of. This this is a significant opinion not just uh, what it overturns but what it suggests should also be overturned Hmm. because this is adopting a very stringent approach to constitutional interpretation
0: is this the most impactful ruling you've seen in a number of years or at least potentially so i think
2: i think yes i mean it's comparable to the decision on same-sex marriage It's not as significant as Brown, but it is exactly as significant as Roe.
1: That was David Ochtenberg of the UMKC Law School speaking to KCUR's Steve Kraske on UpToDate. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez. You can read our coverage of abortion in Missouri and Kansas at KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.